You are down with. Yo, Dave. What up? Drop the beat. We like it old school. You know how we do this. What you listening to? The brothers from the 818. 818. My name is Dave, as you know. Kicking it with my man Caleb. Caleb, what's going on with you? It's good, man. It's good, man. My uh my wife is back from a uh a uh celebrating her 40th. And uh so I got some help around the house. You know, things are good now, man. What's up with you? Man, all is good. Tell your wife, one, I'm jealous, right? And and <laughs> two. She's selfish, man. How she going to just bounce on you for the 40th and go celebrate without you? Yeah, well, I'm going to do that for my 50th. So, you know, it's, <laughs> it's going it's to work out. It's going to hey, work. Out. Don't tell her I'm going to be there because I, I, I need yeah. to be able to have, hold this weight on it. So, you know, it's all good. It's all good. No, man, it's 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 good. Um, I, I got no complaints at the moment. Um, I'm greenlit for my dissertation at least to move forward i've been putting in work 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 and now i'm ready to uh go and do that uh it's called a proposal defense this is when you go before your committee and you say hey this is everything i want to get done and uh prove to them that you have a plan to do it they give you the green light you go ahead and get approval you put in the work um the next time i come back to them will be when it's all done and then i'll meet with that committee perhaps a different committee and then they'll put that dr in the front of my title. Um, Damani, you know, I've been rocking that DR for a long time anyway, but this time it'll be official. I'll have some paperwork. So that's what's up, man. It, it feels good the last two nights to honestly say I have no homework. Well, let me say this, man. Let me say this to you before you before you go on. I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud of you. appreciate that. That's it. That's it. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, <laughs> I'm a man of few words, man. I'm proud of you. That's it. Let's move on. Good job. Yeah, man, I, I'll just say this for anybody who's considering doing it. Just remember that this ain't grade school. You're not forced to go. And if it gets tight, remember, you signed up for this voluntarily and you're paying for it. So knuckle up, get it done. And and um, so they keep your eyes based on the prize and then everything will work out. That's my advice for anybody who wants to take it. But we're not here for that, man. Um, we are uh, recording uh, part five like I said, and um, it's been a, a very interesting, amazing, uh, direct, controversial, I can keep going on with the adjectives, um, each of the parts that we've been recording have been um, getting, uh, getting a lot of comments. I want to talk about one of those comments real quick before we introduce our guests. Our comment was powerful, man. It was, it was, it was deep and direct. Um, but then I remembered YouTube's owned by Google, right? Hopefully they don't block this episode because of what I'm about to say. But YouTube's owned by Google and Google has the Google algorithm. 
And what I read looks like hate speech to an algorithm. Okay. Right. And, and if you read it, I'm happy to share it with the team so you guys can see it. it's not a big deal. It is a big deal, but you'll never see it on YouTube because the words she was using and the, the impact of what she was saying, again, from an algorithm standpoint, looks like hate speech. And I was like, that's why it's blocked. I was like, I appreciate what you're saying. I'm not censoring you, but, you know, you either rewrite it to something a little more calm. She's like, I say what I wanted to say. Cool. Because I thought it was I thought it was deep. And, right. and it was, and I'm happy to share it with you guys, but it was basically um, her views on a lot of the stuff that we were talking about and how she feels. And, and you know, honestly, for her and anybody else, and maybe you guys and in your own marketplaces, these are the conversations that I'm hoping are going on. I'm hoping that this conversation doesn't allow you to go back to wherever you are to just have people nodding their head at you saying, I agree. Um, I'm hoping that you use it as either courage, energy, um, fulfilled desire to go and have these deeper conversations anywhere where you happen to be and and definitely not shy away from these talks because you know these are the things we got to do so i just wanted to say that um and we can talk about it a little deeper if you want but um you got anything to add before we yeah, bring our yeah, guests yeah back? yeah uh, what, what what i got to add is uh we're gonna have to have a conversation about that council culture and that censoring because i think that we've gone a little too far about uh, on on both of those ends right um people need to be able to um, a voice their concerns, even if it's a little strong. Just and what I what I read wasn't. I wouldn't interpret it as hate speech, but you know uh, the censoring has gotten a little too has gone a little too far, and uh, we need to have a conversation on that. Yeah, with the brothers from the eight one eight. Let's get let's get to our episode, brother. Let's get to our episode. So tonight we are back with um, our three amazing panelists. Um, normally we would call them guests, but this has been a town hall session for police reform. Like I said, this is part five. Our three amazing panelists, um, and we got them back. We have uh, Officer Mike. Um, as I said, um, he's a uh, officer of seventeen years with a major uh, metropolitan police division on the west coast. Um, and um, has been very direct and forthcoming and honest with his viewpoints and so forth and, and has created some great conversation. Uh, we have uh, Zach. Um, Zach is uh, from Chi-Town. You know, I keep I saying that. I love Chi-Town. Uh, but uh, reared in the Orange County area, 714. Uh, and other than the time he went to college, he's uh, born and bred. Uh, right here and he makes his uh, uh, living today in the educational system and has um, uh, offered a very unique perspective on what we're discussing. Um, and we have Damani uh, with his uh, Black Panther Party on uh, shirt on, way to represent. Um, and he's, uh, he's brought some very um, deep, detailed uh, conversations. Uh, he sent me to Google on a couple times to say, really? Is that like that? Um, but Damani uh, hails from the Bay Area, Oakland, California, born and bred, um, and but now makes his home in the Midwest uh, with his family. So, uh, gentlemen, welcome back to the Brothers from the 818. Thank you for sticking with us. And uh, how you doing tonight? Doing Thanks, all right. Man. Doing great. Doing great. Now, before we jump too deep into it, I always, you know, let me, let's just do this. We're going to pause for the cause. I'm not pausing the, the, the recording, but whatever, pause for the cause. I always introduce you 
Um, and so I've been doing interviews um, on a professional level. You know, I've, I've been on stage media, that type of thing, center stage my entire life. And, you know, one of the questions I've learned to ask people as, you know, I do an interview or I have an opportunity to spend some time with them, I finished the interview with this. Hey, is there anything you wish I had asked or something you would like to say on your behalf for why you're here? And so we're not done, but I kind of want to start with that. Um, you guys have heard me introduce you a number of times. Um, Mike, we'll start with you. Is there anything uh, I've left out, anything you want to say about who you are? And, and we want to get into the issue of the discussion at this point. But, you know, I always introduce you as a police officer, 17 years experience and so forth and so on. And a person told me that as soon as who you are becomes what you do, you lose sight of why you're here. And so I always introduce you guys according to what you do. Um, but I'm more interested in who you are. Is there anything, Mike, you want to say about who you are before we jump into this? Yeah. Um, and you mentioned it week one, you know, I'm also a father. I'm also a husband. I'm, you know, and I, I think that says a lot. I think we, we can say that, but we don't really acknowledge that sometimes. I think a lot of, especially with my occupation, you're just a badge. We're not, you know, the, I'm more than that. That's just a job for me. And I, I really do try to leave it all at work. Um, but I think sometimes we, get lumped into this, you know, they all think alike, they're all, they all act alike. And I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think we're all human beings. Um, and I think, you know, whenever we see a dead body, it's, you know, I don't want to think, I don't want you guys to think we're all police officers who are cold and callous. And we just think of it as another dead body. We acknowledge the fact that that is a son, that is a father. And, um, I don't think that's necessarily uh, conveyed uh, enough. So I just want to say that, you know, we're all human beings um, and not just an occupation. I appreciate those words. Thank you, Mike. Uh, and, and I feel that, you know, and I did mention that uh, episode one purposely that you are a father. Uh, I mentioned that you were in education, um, uh, that, you know, you're, you're a family man. And you mentioned leaving it all at work, man. I just found out you got like a very long commute. That's easy to do. You got lots of time to debrief <laughs> while you're on the road. I don't mind the drive. I despise traffic. I think there's something peaceful about a long drive after a day to just tune out. But right. traffic is something else. After a long day and then you got traffic, that's a recipe for disaster. So I, I agree. I couldn't agree <laughs> with you more. Uh, love a long, good drive. Give me a midnight drive to Oakland, man. I could just get out there and drive the speed limit. Something <laughs> high. Uh, <laughs> and just enjoy the ride. Um, you know, I remember Caleb and I, when we were younger, it was like, I'll never drive a car that's not a stick. And I still have a stick. One of my cars is a stick. And to drive that thing in traffic is just agonizing. I, I just can't do it. It's just, man. Anyway, thank you for sharing that, Mike. That's that's very um, humanizing, and I appreciate that. Um, Zach, what do you want folks to know about you? Well, <clears throat> interesting question. At the end of the day, you know, similar to Mike, um, I'm a I'm a father first, uh, a husband, um, and not only that, um, I want people to know that 
that I am deeply, deeply immersed, I guess, in, in, in God. And I believe uh, in, in God as, as my Lord and Savior. I am a, a, an individual that is, is blessed beyond, beyond uh, anyone could imagine. And I put my faith, I lead, uh, uh, live my life through faith and, uh, and my family as well. So everything that I do is, is guided by God and uh, my family uh, share those same values, the same sentiments. And uh, with that being said, if at the end of the day, if you know anything about me is I'm on this journey to continue to learn, continue to learn. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer that, you know, the minute you start learning, you might as well just call it a wrap. You know, uh, I I grew up with a grandfather who was a, a chancellor, first African-American chancellor at UCLA, left Mississippi way back in, I don't know, we'll call it 1905. I'm joking, but but nevertheless, and uh, the man is 93 years old and he's a lifelong learner. And we talk on a regular and it amazes me how this journey is, what his journey was and what continues to be and how that is represented within my family and our overall family. So when you look at that, guided by God himself and, and all those different, um, I guess, principles that go along with that, the different characteristics as just a, a family man and lifelong learner, I think that's the most important thing. So when you look at me, and you 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 wonder about me, just know that he's never gonna stop learning and he's open, right? Open to hear, open to listen. Uh, and, and his heart is 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 guided by God. So I, I don't fear anything. And I know that uh, as long as I'm listening and I have an open heart and I put my faith in him, that I got no problems. So that that for me is uh something everybody should know. Wow. Um, one, I want an introduction. I don't know if your grandfather's spry, and I'm not joking either, but I want an introduction. And it would be wonderful to have him on the show, but forget the show for a moment. Uh, I would just love an introduction to find a 93-year-old educator out of Mississippi that was the first black chancellor of UCLA, um, especially looking at where I am, my career path, and what I'm trying to do. That would be an education um, that'd be six semesters and a half hour conversation with me just sitting at his feet. So we're going to talk about that. If there's any way possible to get an introduction, even via Zoom or whatever it is, I would I would honor that for the rest of my days. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I met Brother Zach in the barbershop. I don't know if you guys know that. Uh, <laughs> and we were looking at each other like, man, I know you, right? And because uh, I. I had seen pictures of him and, and his wife and his kids and didn't put the two together. And he had seen the podcast and didn't put that together. He's like, where are you from? Where are you from? You know, we're going back and forth. And I'm from Chicago, too. We know each other from Chicago. I'm like, man, look, people run around. We both bald head black man. We, we didn't cross paths somewhere. And uh, I happened to mention some students at a school. He's like, you know, they're my kids. Oh. That's how I know you. Okay. All right. Cool. So I'm glad that we are, we're having this extra time to get to know each other, Zach. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Damani, 
um, you know, I could write books on you and have. I'm just waiting <laughs> on something to happen so I can get paid. Um, but <laughs> what do you want people to know about you? Well, I, as well as a husband and a father, I am a reflection of my strong belief in my people that I want us to live. In that reflection, I am the warrior class of my people. And being a warrior is not being a tough guy, not bullying anyone, but there comes a time where you have to stand up. And as a warrior, you know your life is not of your own. You willingly give it for your people. And I am that man. I am not in any shape, form, form or fashion pattern myself to be a safe Negro. I am not. I am intellectual. I am financially stable. I am politically aware. I am studied. I may not have a PhD, but I can see pattern recognition. I can see movements in certain things that bring me into protection mode of my people. And with that being said, throughout my travels, throughout my, my career paths, throughout my engagements as a student, as a community activist, as a person uh, who's challenged different forms of authority, be it at the city level, be it at the state level, be it uh, politics on the streets, if you will. I know that people follow me. And right now, people are following Black people as a collective, not because we are leaders, it's because we are the target. And if you don't think so, you could just go back you don't have to go back in ancient history. We could just go back for two months. How many laws have been enacted to stop black people from voting? Yeah, they'll, they'll mask it and like, oh, yeah, we want to change these laws. We're doing this. We don't want these restrictions. No, no. It's, it's because you tip the scale. Not all Democrats. We are the target. And we don't acknowledge that. And as a people, sport, football is 70% African-Americans. If you close your eyes, all of us, if we close our eyes, and football was 70% Jewish, and the president called us SOBs, on, called them SOBs on national TV, what would they have done? It wouldn't have been a fight. It wouldn't have been a riot. It, None of nobody been marching, they all would have walked off the field. This how you think of us as a people, we done. The hot dog dude would have left, the dude who draw the lines would have left, let alone Kaepernick and everybody else took a knee, would have left. And those who are high paid athletes, they went to those rookies that just got drafted, said, I'm sorry you joined, you got into the league at a bad time, but it's bigger than us we're done now flip that around and black people we didn't do that we ray lewis i'm taking two knees for jesus some people oh, i don't you know i just signed my contract i don't know if i want to do that we still went back to the game they came on national tv and said that we were concerned 
about our season ticket holders. They were talking about the white ones, not as if black people don't have season tickets. So I, I have a different perspective in certain things, and I want people to know that about me, that I'm passionate about our survival. And with that, I know we're not going to save everyone. Our topic of, of, our, of our panel, we're not going to save anyone. Some of us are going to get lost on both sides. There's going to be, that, that bubble is getting pushed. There's going to start being some retaliation against police officers in these areas. We're going to lose some of them. If we haven't already, then we're going to lose some of these people, whether they're committing crimes or not. We know that. But are we serious in our approach? In, in, our, in, our, in our attempt to to breach the gap with, with each other, both law enforcement and our communities, and how we as individuals carry ourselves. Are we serious about that? From a survival standpoint. Okay, that's what I wanted to share. Hey, um, let me just say, before we get into the rest of our, the rest of our, our podcast, um, it's been a pleasure. It really has been a pleasure just sitting back and, and listening. And um, if if you watch enough of the brothers from the 818, you know, I'm the quiet one. I want to sit back. I want to have some fun. I want to crack some jokes. David is the intellectual. David is the guy that's that's looking for that DR in front of his name, behind his name. Um, we've been going on for a couple of weeks and I really do appreciate your time, your perspective being um, your honesty, um, being vulnerable, um, and just sharing with a piece of yourself. I mean, each, each and every one of you talked about your family and, and your upbringing and, and your, your careers and gave us so much to, to not just David and I, but also to, um, to any, of our, uh, any of our subscribers and, and any of the fans of the Brothers from the 818. And I just want to say thank you, really. I uh, appreciate you uh, giving us your time. Wow. That's powerful. Um, I, I echo that, um, Caleb. I, you know, I think it's, I think it takes a lot of boldness, a lot of bravery, um, a lot of dedication to keep coming back. Caleb and I have made a promise to one another, as well as our viewers, that we'll be here every week. Um, and and you know, we struggle sometimes to make it happen, but it is our duty to make sure we do that. You guys have been here with us during this time, so that that's not to be taken lightly um, or, or looked at any bad way. And there's some brothers from the 818 swag in it for each of you. Uh, <laughs> but um, uh, in truth, we, we more than anything appreciate um, where you guys are coming from. And this was intentional. I didn't know what you were gonna say. I appreciate the insight from each of you, but um, you know, we have to figure out a way to take everything that we've done thus far. And so what's next? Right. And we talked about that. And, you know, for me, I have some plans. I want to make some phone calls. I want to sit in on some meetings. I want to offer some perspective. And it's not just with the police force. I wrote a very intense email to my pastor at my church because I love his message. I love his word. I love what he's doing. But as I look around, I don't see anybody that looks like me. Mm. And that's a choice. 
there's lots of places I can go that have more diversity. I happen to go to a church right smack dab in the middle of Orange County. So I know what the demographics I am to expect, but I oftentimes hear the message that doesn't really reflect, reflect not only anyone that looks like me, but anyone who's not affluent, right? And I'm in the school system. I see broke people everywhere of all different shades and, and so forth and so on. I'm not talking about just black folks, but how do I involve myself in that conversation? And that stemmed from this podcast. And more importantly, these last series that we've been doing. You know, I know um, different entities from communities around Orange County and their police forces. I've been reaching out to people who's given me their card and say, hey, I just want to meet for lunch and have a talk. Right. And wherever that talk goes, we'll see where it takes me. One of the things that Mike said last time, if you have a conversation with a bunch of uh, police captains, it's going to you're going to be talking to politicians. I can feel that. I don't want to necessarily talk to politicians, but if they're going to give me a sense of at least a soundbite, something that I cannot bring to the show, but make sure I can now speak that word or maybe that'll offer me an invite to another meeting that maybe won't be sound bites, but that they'll give me a seat at the table. That's what I'm doing and more. That's just a start. I'm not getting my, my doctorate so I can have a fancy DR in front of my name. That'd be great. That's cool. But you know, that, that's, that's fluff. I'm getting it for the doors that will open the access it will provide me and the change I can make that not only affects my children, but theirs, more importantly, theirs. I'm smirking so, over here, man. I'm smirking over here because I, I, I've known you for a long time. And my natural response to that is, how about the money? How about the money? that too? That's nice too. <laughs> but, you know, but even the money, we, we, Caleb, you and I have made money, right? We, you chase dollars, that's all you'll ever get. And you right. can get it. For people to sit around, I don't know how to make money, I'm broke. I don't know what's going on. And I'm talking even legal methods. You can always get paid, right? I, I, I've ran a hustle my entire life. but And a hustle isn't necessarily illegal. It's just something you do on the side that's going to get you some extra funds, right? And so, uh, and and you got to pay taxes on it. Pay your taxes, right? Let me just say that. <laughs> but the, the point is, if you want, if you're chasing dollars, you can make dollars, right? But if you want a purpose, you got to have a plan, right? right. And, 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 you could die with a whole lot of money and somebody's going to spend it and one day you'll be forgotten. But if you have a plan, then you can leave a legacy that will last a lot longer than you can imagine and a lot longer than your generation. Your generations can't ruin your plan. They can ruin your money. So, so as we dive into this, you know, tonight, I really want us to be mindful about where we're going. Um, Mike, I, I like how you opened about, you know, hey, I try to leave that there and I'm not just a badge. Um, Zach, you touched my heart because I don't say it enough, but anyone who knows me know where I stand. But I'm a full-time lot of things, but I'm a first full-time man of God. I honor God, his son, Jesus Christ. I know that without him, I'd be nothing. And, and I, I try to honor him in everything that I do, including this podcast, right? Um, and then being a dad is my favorite job of all time, and I don't get paid for it, not in a financial sense. But anybody, and we all have children here, so I don't, you know, all you can do is nod your head, be like, yeah, the rewards, even on the days you don't like them. Because anybody who says they like their children every day is a politician. <laughs> they lie. <laughs> but even on the days you don't like them, you love them, and you wish the best for them. 
I remember telling my oldest son once, he was like, I know you don't like this plan I'm doing and you're looking forward to me failing. I was like, man, you got that twisted. I am never interested in your failure. I'm always looking forward to your success. Now, some things in life you need to fail at because failing means falling and falling means getting up and you need to learn how to get up. But I'm never wishing something to not work for your benefit. You can go do whatever it is. It could be against any plan I have for you and I want it to work for your benefit because I'm interested in your success. And that's just fatherhood. But I got that from God because he's interested in that for us. Right. And so we can go on about that subject forever. Um, Damani, you, you know, got deep on us as, as you do. But I think you wrapped it up with that's who I am. I'm I'm willing to be the sacrifice for my people. A lot of people say what you say <clears throat> and it stops at their family. You're saying that for your people. Um, and, and that's revolutionary minded and it's revolutionary in 2021 because most people are too selfish to take it that far. We used to laugh. If you remember, we had a prayer. God bless me, my wife, my brother, John, his wife, us foe, no more. Amen. No more. Right. <laughs> and so, and that just came from, you know, it's a selfish mindset of us doing what we need to do. And, and Caleb, you know, I love you, man. And that's, that um, that appreciation you showed and, and me knowing you and what we do and how we do it ain't nothing, ain't nothing changing. And, and I'm just glad that if I got to be on this journey for everything we talked about, that I'm here with you. While mm. Thank you, brother. So so let's get into it. And, and we've talked about a lot of different things. We've touched on a lot of different areas tonight. And I just all that was a tee up. Anybody who understands golf, you know, I just took a little tee and I put it in. I lined it up just perfect and got on my knickerbockers and you know, whatever. But um, I want to talk about humanity. Right. And Mike, you said something to it about recognizing the um, that you know i am a father i am a i am a husband i am these things i'm not just a badge um damani uh was damani or zach mentioned um uh um about the um i wrote it down um bridging the gap between our communities and the policing in these communities right that's a call for i see the problem i'm here you're over there. No matter how we come together, no matter how, you know, we, 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 you know, play basketball or have a community event or have a talk or have a podcast or have whatever. When when the bomb drops, you're going to look up and there's going to be police on this side, enforcement, and there's going to be people over here. And we retreat to our positions as if we're chess pieces <clears throat> playing our spot, playing our role. And the question on the table is if that we're going to embrace our humanity, and Caleb and I have talked about this on a few podcasts before, if we're going to embrace who we are as humans, I'm not a good man, I'm a good human. I'm not a good father, I'm a good human. That is not a good person, that's a good human. If you're going to embrace your humanity, how, we use, how do we use that humanity to bridge this gap between us? I think if there's anything that we can all agree with, it's that from listening to and participating in this podcast over the last four and now five episodes, we have a break in our understanding and perspective of one another's humanity in 2021. 
against in, with individuals who are bold enough to come on these podcasts. We're not even talking about general public. We're talking about the five of us. There's a break in our humanity. And how do we bring that together? How do we bridge that? How do we move forward? I know that's broad, but that's what's on my mind. So, um, <laughs> Zach, let's let's start with you. I think we started with Mike one, one night. We started with uh, Damani another night. I think we started with you night one, Zach. And uh, let's 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 uh, let's jump in with you again. And you can start there. You can take it wherever you need to. Um, but let's talk about humanity and how we bridge that gap uh, between uh, enforcement and community. Yeah, um, you know it's an it's an interesting take. Um, you know, you can and you can come from all different angles. But I I, I, I try to keep everything as simple as can be, right? And when you think of humanity, it, it's got so many intricacies that, I mean, how people feel, right? Uh, people's their thought process, all kinds of different things. I, I think of one simple, simple take, right? And it goes back to that, that, that golden rule, right? People say, treat others how you want to be treated, so to speak, right? It seems pretty basic, but is that going to happen all the time? Absolutely not. So I, I, so I, so when I start thinking about humanity and everybody, how I look at it is, what is the commonality, or what, what are things that we have in common, right? Can you know simple simple things like are are there things that we do have in common, right? From the next man, whether it's whether it's you're talking about regular uh, individuals. In the street, regular regular people, uh, uh, your everyday people, versus officers, versus uh, you know teachers, versus whomever it be, right? What is it that 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 we all have in common, right? And it's very interesting, right? We started with start with Mike, and we went to myself, and and uh, uh, and Damani, and Caleb, and they all all of us, right? We're all fathers, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, we all we all we all care much about our families, right? And you know we we have beliefs, right? We have a belief system, and it and it all it, it seems somewhat simple, right? But I think to start that question, to bear that, figuring out those commonalities, right, or what we have in common, and then work from there. Because if it, you you can't even begin to see, you can't even begin to. Uh, uh, empathize with anybody or uh, even be able to to have that conversation I believe without seeing something or, or or having something in common with somebody else now people a genuine excuse me let me let me rephrase that genuine being genuine about that right we could talk about it we could say it and humanity right you you would think People would say, "Oh, yeah, you know, this is going on, or, or that's going on, and what, whatever it may be." But if we don't have anything common, or we don't find any commonalities between us, right? Any type of conversation we have, any uh, direction we may be going in, or, or whatever it is, it's either skewed, it's either fake, it's either phony. It's it, it's no good. So when you ask me about just humanity in itself, right? The basic, basic, basic uh, uh, thing that I look at is what do we have in common? 
because from there, at least we, we have a starting point to work from. Now, people may, you may disagree, right? You may disagree. You may look at other things, right? I believe, right? And as I'm thinking now, and maybe it will be different as, as I continue to have other conversations as we go, but commonalities, right? Or that one thing in common, that allows for the conversation to continue. That allows for the spark to kick, so to speak. Because if we don't have that, then I believe that you have a whole bunch of uh, uh, un unauthentic conversations. So just to, just to start to find that simple commonality, it will set a spark, so to speak, to kind of define that humanity in, in different individuals. Now, does it happen all the time? No. But once again, here we are talking about this stuff, and, and, and that's the problem. It, it, it starts there. And when we're talking about policing and we're talking about community and we're talking about all these things, it's hard, hard to even begin to hear anybody, to listen to anybody, to to relate to anybody. If you don't know where they're coming from, if you don't have uh, the, the ability to to even to potentially have empathy. Right. And I say potentially have these things because we don't know but in order to keep the conversation going in order to set that spark i definitely believe that we need to have some type of commonalities or something that's going to help us get it started from there it could go in all different directions but if we don't have that we don't we don't we don't have that ear those individuals we don't have the ear of each other it's all fake it's all phony it doesn't work Right? It doesn't work. It's a bunch of whatever you want to call it. But you got to think, what is it? We can, we, we can have many starting points. And, and, and you think about it, think about all the different starting points in which these conversations you want to have. We say, oh, we want we want police reform, right? Or but police need to be reformed. Absolutely, right? We say, oh, things need to change. Absolutely. I'm coming from a, a perspective and saying, hey, well, how does this get started? What does this look like? Being an educator, right? And when I look at kids or when I'm working with my teachers or, or, or whomever it is, everybody can say they believe. Everybody can say, oh, they want to do it, right? Everybody can have a plan, all of those things. But you know what? Who is truly, truly there to do the work? And how do you begin to do the work if you're not real about it or you truly aren't invested in it? And when you think about that investment and you think about all of those different things. And it doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. And I always go back from an educator perspective. I work with K through eighth grade. Very simple principles, simple principles that we use with kids, right? Communication, collaboration, all those things. All those things are possible. This are all things that right help us understand a little bit about humanity. But the only way to do it and to be, in my eyes, to be authentic about it is to find some type of commonality between folks, between individuals. Because if you don't get to that point, right, everything else is unauthentic. It's, it's, it's not there. So when you ask me about that, that is a start. That's where I believe that we must start. Now, like I said, everybody could have a different opinion. That's fine. But go ahead and continue to try to work because I, I believe that you, you continue working 
right? But you'll be chasing the wheel, right? You'll be spinning, spinning the wheel, so to speak, without any real, real true progress. Every, like I said, everybody believes that, hey, you know what, they want to be a part of something at times. Everybody believes that they, they have an idea, right? Which is good. Ideas are great. But what's ideas without, hey, you know what, the workings behind them? What's, what's an idea without individuals that are willing to take risks? You don't get anywhere in life without taking risks. You're going to have to take risks somewhere. You're going to have to do these things. And it doesn't matter which end of the spectrum you're on in regards to anything. But one thing is for certain, you must figure out what it is, right, that you that you are uh, uh, you have some interest in with the other side. It's the common denominator, so to speak, right? Because if you don't have that, everything else is it, good luck. So that that that's that's where my headspace is when you when you first think about that, right? You're talking about humanity. Find it. Find it because if I ask you, hey, what are the differences or whatnot? We can go on for days. Sometimes it's hard to find that, that as I say, that that commonality between folks or that common denominator, so to speak. But once we find that, that I, I believe that's the spark that allows the fire to get burning. And once that fire starts burning, it, it warms it up. It doesn't just warm. Uh, 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 it up for one individual, right? If you're around a fire pit, it's warming up for everybody, slowly but surely. And then from there, you you do whatever you have to do, whether you, you know, you, you're making food on the fire, and I'm using that analogy as a fire now, or, or whatever it may be, but that is the start that I think that individuals need. So, Thank you for that, Zach. Um, Damani, we're talking about humanity, and Zach brought up two pieces and he used some analogies that I'd really love to hear your opinion on and Mike we're coming to you as well um, talks about commonalities right um, so two questions for you the first about commonalities is one what do you think about that and two what are those common grounds that you see as a potential launch point for bridging this gap second he talked about making that investment. And so here's my gift. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it that way because I, I truly believe it is. I've spent so many years in ministry, so many years teaching. My, my thing I've always said is you might not like what I have to say, but you'll never leave my audience not understanding what I said. I'm always coming up with an analogy. And, and Caleb mentioned, you know, Dave's an intellectual about all this. And I tend to, I hear things and my mind starts processing. So when you say something like, Zach, make the investment, I think of what's an investment versus a, per versus a purchase? Yeah. Purchase is something you go, you spend your money, you get your product, you walk away. Yeah. An investment is something you go, you spend your money, you check back on it the next day and see how your money is doing. And you follow it and you reinvest or you pull out, you nurture it, you develop it, you try to get it to something that creates an ROI, a return on your investment. So when I hear you talk about investment, I think about it along those lines. This isn't a hit it and quit it. 
This is I'm getting in there to make a difference and so forth. So under those two avenues, Damani, if you can, one, what do you think about the commonality and what is it? What could it be? And how do we invest in this for the hope of a brighter tomorrow? The commonality in, in humanity is that one, we are all human. That, that's a, a general obvious distinction. But humanity as a collective, just like what's the, the Jurassic period, the dinosaurs roamed the planet a millennia, millions of years, then all of a sudden they were no more. Humanity as a collective is secular in that form. Because of our intellectualism and things we discover and manipulate in, in our environment, our timeline might get cut short. We may either find a solution to extend our lives. We may, we already know we have the power to end all of human life right now. Humanity with that, with that movement in commonality that we are human beings and we should be here collectively to sustain ourselves on this planet that, that we didn't build. This planet was here long before us. And it's going to be here long after us unless we come up with some way to destroy it. That's the commonality. What, what, what has created this schism, if you will, in, in, in what humanity is, is the us against them. We as Americans, if we follow the, 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 the story of the pilgrims and the Native Americans, the reason why we celebrate Thanksgiving, the Native Americans observed them, you know, from the woods and wilderness and they, oh, they're starving to death. They don't even know how to eat. We're watching for a while, you know, they talk a little different, they look a little different. But they found humanity, said, I'm going to go over there. We're going to show them how to eat. They look like their people are dying. They look a little hungry. Let's show them how to eat off the land. Let's show them how to, you know, get it in. Now, again, they, they couldn't speak their language. They didn't know them. Not to my knowledge. Or anyone else's knowledge. It doesn't matter. We weren't there. But that, that glimmer of humanity led to them saying, okay, now we can sustain ourselves. Now we can eat. Now it's a us against them. And these same one group of people wiped out this other group of people that showed their humanity to them. In the very beginnings of our country, are the colonial, we the 13 colonies. We all were colonialists. Regardless of race, religion, color, if you made it here, you were the colonialist, and we served under the crown, under the British crown. The revolution, the American revolution, that we woo, I'm a red-blooded American. I'm a, I'm a blue-blooded American. A black man by the name of Crispus Attucks got killed by the Red Coast that started that very shot, that very revolution. But someone in this colonialness said us against them, not in colonial America versus England, but they had a plan 
that they was going to build this more perfect union. They was going to build this constitutional bound nation of people who look like Christmas addicts was not going to be a part of that, was not going to have equal footing in that. That was a humanity. That was a schism in that humanity. And that schism led to slavery, led to your children being sold, your feet being cut off if you tried to run away, lynchings, the slave masters had kids, biological kids that was running around. <laughs> But they went home to their wife and then they slept with other women out in the field and the kids running around and, and the woman was upset because these brown and beige kids was running around. But what was the humanity and denied them freedom for hundreds of for a couple of hundred years? Then when they said, OK, these are things that are, that are wrong. And you know, okay, they had laws to stop what made it illegal for you to read, made it illegal for you to do basic things in a normal society. The humanity had a schism. That schism has led us to where we are right now. Humanity, from my perspective, regardless of color, race, religion. It's broken on, in many facets because of this initial us against them. Right now, we have human beings who are of the human race. They don't even want to reproduce other humans. We got people who are born in this life that God ordained you to be a man or to be a woman. That decision was made long before you took your first breath. But they could just wave a wand and I'm a woman now. We, we, we're, 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 humanity is morphing into these other things. We, we, we live in a, a supposed rich society with hundreds of thousands of human beings that Sleep under a freeway, live up under a street. We invade foreign countries to nourish our own country. Either coal tan to put a cell phone, oil, uh, gold, silver, anything else. They can be. But human beings are died and dispersed from that. It was the movie that came out of uh, Blood Diamonds. That was something in, in the 90s. It just, just blew everybody away. Like, what? what is that? People die. But the people who've been trading in diamonds for years are like, yeah. This is where you think these diamonds came from. And, and the secret got out. Diamonds are not even rare. Have you ever went to a mall anywhere in America? Now, yeah, out of diamonds. <laughs> diamonds are not even there. But people, humans have died for that. Humans have died for rights to live. Humans have died because I just feel like I'm in suicide. You know how high suicide rate has been under this COVID-19? So humanity 
it, it, it's making a cycle. Then it has hope. It, we have some kids. It's like, hey, we're doing something new. We're taking it to a whole nother level. Technology comes out like, whoa. I wish we'd have thought that or thought of that back in our day. So there's some hope that humanity will continue. We watched on TV the other day the uh Elon Musk sent a rocket into space. It came back. The 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 other parts landed by itself. I was like, whoa. <laughs> That's amazing. Are we getting somewhere? Is humanity gonna be there? Then we got look television, riots over here, there's floods over here. Have you seen the COVID outbreak in India? Man, they got crematoriums all down the street. I'm on TV like what? And and Dave, you know I have an IT wing in, in in my corporation I work with, and 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 they hire mostly Indian people. They they're really skilled. A lot of them are traumatized. But me coming from a traumatized race as well, I see their pain. Hey man, you all right? They straighten up. And no, they people is dying. We weren't even we didn't even as a collective even concerned by how it affected us as Americans. Because in our minds, somebody gonna come up with a solution. We it's gonna get fixed. And again, I live in the Midwest. If you know, it was almost a sin to tell people to wear a mask out here. They Trump said we ain't wearing masks, we ain't wearing a mask. It was crass, like, dude, you don't see these people dying. So again, humanity is broken. If we're gonna if we're gonna find a way, a solution going forward, we gotta patch humanity up. We got people starving for no reason. We got people on drugs that, that, that we can't even imagine 15 years ago. They got stuff that's wiping Florida out, some some craziness, waka. They got people vibrating on the ground. I was like, man, crack never did that. The heroin is horrible, but man, I what is that? Created that somebody did a chemical compound, ran out together, and put it on a human population. Humanity is broken. Let me wow. Um, oh, then, Dave, before you go, let me say, man, you, you touched a lot of things in, in, in your response. You talked about the military, and I'm a member, retired member of the military. Uh, invading countries uh, for their resources. You talked about um, our government funding and financing, and you know we're in other countries, and we'll we'll spend I don't know twenty million dollars on on one rocket, right? Right. And we won't we won't, and but we take issues when when we spend I don't know um, that that kind of money to address some of our our infrastructure or. Or issues within our community. You talked about the, the blood diamonds and uh, um, a little bit on LGBTQ stuff, right? Um, but um, suicide during uh, during COVID and what what really struck me to actually start taking some notes was our homeless population, and I, and and um, it bothers me because. Anytime, anytime you get in your car and you drive anywhere, you're going to see someone that's homeless. Um, um, if you go maybe 30 miles, um, you're going to see somebody that's homeless and the drug issue in our country. And 
and you're saying that all of these things are are erating are rotting um our our humanity you know you said that this new drug um uh crack didn't do that crack only had you running in you and breaking into your into your mama's house and still in your television and vcr right, right? and so right. um right. right and so when i look at at this country that i love I don't know how to fix it, and uh, it sounds as if you're maybe you're you're uncertain too because you you identified a lot of the, the issues, but but didn't have any solution except to, that we need to fix humanity. Right, we need to fix humanity first. Yeah, not us, and then the things that are eroding because our humanity. All, right, right, because there's laws that come into play to fix you, mm -hmm. but then. The larger society is okay. If yeah. you follow my drift. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break right there. This is Dave from the Brothers from the 818. And to hear the rest, you're going to have to come back next week. Caleb, what's up? Oh, man. Next week is going to be incredible. We're going to wrap it up as we continue this discussion on police reform. Check us out. Don't miss part six on the Brothers from the 818. Peace out. Peace. You are down with the brothers from the